SMV Plus. I'm Jeremy. Austin here. And your girl Tiana. And as usual, we always start with our one and a two and a three. Come pie. Yes, and that was the ending for the anime we're talking about because the opening to me. And to me. <laughs> yeah, and probably to Tiana is garbage. But other than Anyways, that. The ending song for my choice, Suki Yomi Moonface, is by Marianne featuring Yuka Kanashi Yokin. Yes. And like I also said to Jeremy and Tiana a little while ago, okay. Don't be trying to talk <laughs> down about my show already. <laughs> well, no, no, you know it too, because you even said, um, no, no, about the opening. I mean, the anime is cool. I like the anime, which just the opening. <laughs> Okay, the song makes no sense for the opening, mm -mm. and the animation sequence makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> like, what the hell does her? What the hell does bunny outfits and a bear costume and <laughs> the rabbit ears and all that kind of other garbage? What does that have to do with this vampire anime? That's my thing. Exactly about the opening. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and it's also when you watch the opening, you're expecting this anime to be something else more than what it's not. Wow. <laughs> but, okay. but seriously, that's what I have to say about the opening. But the anime is good. Yeah, alright, alright. Even though I do like the anime, I do admit it. Yeah, I was a little bit, like, all over the place with the opening <coughs> because it makes you think, like, okay, is she a cat or a bunny or a bear or some shit? Okay. I don't know why they made the opening like that. But it's like, they keep saying the same, she keeps saying the same things, like, foo, 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 moon, or neko, neko, moon, or something like that. Yeah, and she also makes cat noises. Nya, nya, nya. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not like that. Yeah. Yeah, Japanese, Japanese, they can't say meow for cat sound, so they say nya. Yeah, but... Other than that, besides the opening yeah. part, but other than that, this anime is, is really cool. And let me give you a brief summary of what this is about. Basically, it starts off with this boy named Kohei, who is a um, paranormal activity photographer. Yes, but he is spiritually retarded. Seriously. That's my favorite line from the show. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, go on. <laughs> that's so right. Anyways, oh, he goes to Germany and because he wants to go to this one enchanted castle in Germany <coughs> because he's heard of some recent um, paranormal phenomenon going on. He wants to capture pictures of it and report it to his friend who's an editor. And so when he finally reaches Germany and gets into the castle and takes pictures and see what's inside, what he can find, he does finally meet this cute, young, and mysteriously beautiful girl named Hatsuki. Who, of course, happens to be a vampire. Yes, and her alias is uh, Luna. Yeah. And Luna, which is moon in Spanish or whatever, or Latin, um, she lives in the castle in Germany. And the reason it is an enchanted castle, because for some reason she is stuck in the castle, and unless, of course, if she finds a way how to be vanquished and freeze free, she's stuck there for years. And when Kohei finally meets up with uh, Hatsuki, Hatsuki, you know, and for her seductiveness, 
Lear's Kohei to come closer to her so she can um, drink her blood. Drink his blood. His blood. I'm sorry. That's fine. And by doing that, she was trying to set as a blood pack. And a blood pact. Yeah, pact. Blood pact. As a way of making him her slave. Yeah. But for some reason, either that she wasn't strong enough because she is a young vampire, the spell of a blood pact does not take effect to Kohei whatsoever. Because well, even though she tries to say that you're my slave since I bit your neck and you do what I say, Kohei still has his own will. Sure. But that's, that, that, but that's because Kohei is spiritually retarded. Yeah. Yeah. But no, seriously, no, I don't know. Seriously, in the show, they actually say that. But his grandfather and his... Uh, Brother. Was his brother? Yeah. Yeah, if they were bitten, instead of instead of Kohei, they probably would have become slaves. Because yeah. Because they're, they're not spiritually, they have some spiritual powers. Right. And pretty much, so does the rest of his family. Cause yeah. Because his twin cousins do, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, other than that, um, in order to get out of the castle, she obviously travels, she obviously follows Kohei back into Tokyo, where he originally comes from. And the reason why she does not want to stay stuck into the castle is because she belongs to a noble family in which they want to keep her in prison because Hasuki is the vampire who is also known as a daywalker, meaning unlike the rest of the vampire minions in, from the castle, yeah. she is able to withstand light in a certain degree that other vampires can. Yeah, didn't they call her um, a blue blood or something? Yes. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that means that she was born as a, of a pure blood vampire. Whereas in the series, um, one of the characters named Alfrede, she was actually turned. So she is like a different type of a um, level of a vampire. Yeah. I kind of liked her. Yeah. She's cool. She has a sad background. Yeah. Per se. But other than that, she does end up as um, in Kohei's and the family sides. Yeah, she ends up becoming a good person. Yeah. 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 But, you know, one of the main menaces of the royal vampire family that's trying to capture Hasuki is <coughs> Count Kinkel. Kinkel. Kinkel, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really... He is a douchebag. He yes, is a he nut is. Child, knuckle child. Yes, he is. <laughs> but in all this other type <coughs> of minions, vampiric minions who's trying to find Hasuki's whereabouts and try to return her to this castle and she does not want to go. She wants to live the life of a, you know... Schwarzgill castle. Yeah. She wants yeah. to have her own freedom from it. Um, yeah. But what I like about it is just like, besides of it being like a vampire anime, I do like the animation and I do like how some of the action is. Like it does have some cool moments of like paranormal yeah. and exorcism action. Mm-hmm. When they're trying to fight against the Count, especially. Yeah, that was a good episode. I like those episodes. Yeah, I did get to see that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the old man because, like, you know, it was him against the Count in that one episode when they was fighting. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that wasn't yeah. what I was talking about, but okay. Yeah. I was talking about the later episode, like, 12 or 13 or whatever it was. What was your when favorite actually, scene? When I actually killed him. Yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite scene, I thought it was kind of interesting, like, okay... The grandfather and the brother, um, they threw their charms on the ground and made, like, dirt or mud come up, and then it exploded into, like, a thousand different, like, light shards mm-hmm. to disperse the light so they could injure the, the Count. 
And also, when they threw that charm on the water, made it into like a blade, and then made the blade into like uh, wood, so it could pierce through the uh, count too. Yeah, that was a really good episode. I did like that. But um, throughout the series, Kohei, since over time, the relationship between Kohei and um, Hasuki is like, at first it turns out like a bittering brother and sister relationship. But in time, despite their fights, Kohei does seem to have does have feelings for Hatsuki and is vice versa, you know, because no matter what, she she wants him to be by her side, and she always wants to be by his side. And in order to protect her for future enemies, Kohei decides to take the road of being a spiritualist himself in order to study spiritualism and know how to have that incantation binding spells to fight off demons. And well, stuff. Hold on a second. If he doesn't learn any of this stuff until after, like, episode, I don't know, I'm just saying, <laughs> fi- uh, 15 or 16 or 17, it's like, what the hell is the point? It's, the series is almost over anyways. True, but that's just how it happened. Because, yeah, there's still more enemies coming along their way, even after the count. Yeah. Including, um, well... Even though it might be a still spoilers to these guys, but it's okay. It doesn't matter. Including Hatsuki's younger half-sister. Another vampire princess named Artemis. Hmm. She is this pink-haired and pink-eyed vampire who hates Hatsuki because in their noble family, they always praised and, you know, favored Hatsuki yeah, more. She's, she, yeah, because she's not a... She's not, um... She's a pure blood, yes, but also she's... Not a um, stepsister or not a... She's an actual blood relation is what I mean. Yeah, exactly. They came from different mothers. And Artemis envies the way how Hasuki is able to, you know, have that type of freedom where she makes a bond between so, friends and stuff. And her powers hmm. includes a shadow user in which she can use her shadow as either like a scythe-shaped weapon or a replica of other different people, oh, including kinda, herself. It's kind of cool. Yeah. But I something I'm confused about in the show, I mean, I've seen like 13 episodes so far, but I'm still confused on, okay, is Hazuki's mother a vampire, or is both her mother and her father vampires, or where's her father at even at all? I can't really remember about the story between her his, her father, but her mother is a vampire. Okay, because I do know yes. that they don't, they don't mention Hazuki's father at no, all. No, they don't. At least not yet. I no. T- I do like uh in like when uh when they took when they took um Hazuki when Count Kinkle took Hazuki. Yeah. They did it like imitating her mom. Exactly. And and uh yeah. they they actually thought that her mom came to pick her up and they're like yeah, Kiko has the ability to sort of bend light rays around yeah, himself exactly. and change his appearance. Exactly. And also, that's how he—that's all—that's also how he's a daywalker and lived for nine hundred years. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then when her real the spirit of her real mother appeared and like uh, she's like I didn't do that, you know, and she explained that she was actually just a spirit that her real form is dead. Yeah, exactly. And, and so. actually, um, further in the episode, or the next episode, when Hazuki is lying unconscious in that bed of flowers or whatever the bed is made of, yeah, that's encased in that wooden uh, 
ball that that what's his name can't get in. I can't remember his name right now. I don't know why. I'm just drawing a blank. The but, count? No, the the Kohei. Man, yeah, Kohei. I couldn't. I, I was just drawing a blank for some reason. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, he he kept like going. <clears throat> yeah, he's smashing his <clears throat> smashing his ball trying to break it. Mm-hmm. But Hazuki is lying in that bed. She's having dreams or visions of her actual mother, but it, it's really it, the count. Yeah, it's really it's really somebody else trying to mess up her mind and make her think that everything's okay and she's back with her mom. Exactly. That's messed up. Yes, it is. So you know, the count he was really a powerful and deranged bastard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I am glad that they, in that episode they finally was able to defeat the count. Yeah, and actually, Hazuki did it too. Yeah, she has that type of power. So mm-hmm. that's how strong, like, her bloodline is, despite her being a young vampire. Well, she, she used a stake. Yeah, the stake. And then drove him into oh, the yeah, sunlight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But anyways, I get what you're saying, because I have seen her power before in yeah. one of the episodes when she was fighting uh, that French girl's name. Yes. Oh, shit, I know what you're talking about. The blonde girl. Oh, Friday. Yeah. Yes. But other than that, I do like Mufei's. It's an anime that I saw a while ago. On this one channel called um, AZT or something, mm-hmm. which is, was an Asian American channel years ago and during cable. And so at the convention, I bought this DVD and I'm happy that I have the whole complete series. And uh, it's 26 episodes. And, um, you know, for me, I definitely give it a 9.5 out of 10. I'll be honest with you, I was only going to give it a 3. But since I watched a little wow. more. <laughs> So I watched it a little more. I'm going to give it at least a seven. Okay, that's still not bad. It's about half. No, it's not. All right, and what about you? Despite the opening. Oh, I'd have to give it um somewhere around a solid nine. Okay. Not as high as Tiana, but it's still good, except for the opening, which makes no sense at all. You give it a zero. <laughs> I give the opening. I yeah, give the. I give the opening a zero. I give the opening a negative ten. <laughs> Or a negative zero. How about that? That's the lowest of the low. No, you can't go negative zero. Okay, true. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, okay. Well, you know, since now that we talked about Sukiyumi Mumis, I would like to move back, and I'm going old school again with this, on video game of choice, which is the Sonic Gems for GameCube, which happened to be a birthday gift from Austin here. Yeah. It's basically the classics of the old Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog Game Gear. Like for the sake of Game Gear for all you old timers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Woo. Remember the games like for the Game Gear, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Sonic Triple Trouble and all of them. Yeah. Now this is what's featured in the game, only is it in for GameCube. And yeah. when I played it, it brought back memories for me. Like it really brought back memories like how when I first played the second game gear at seven years old or whatever, how I tried to beat like Robotnik and Sonic the Hedgehog too. Oh fuck, Nick! Yeah. <laughs> nice. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, and looking back now, looking at the Game Gear games is really made a big um, difference between the games now. It's like the games really came a long way. Right. <laughs> for Game Gear and I Sega. Loved, I love that Game Gear. I said, I told my grandma, I said, Grandma, I love this better than my Game Boy. It's actually the first console, portable console to be in color. Yeah, yeah, because it was like big and bulky and flat, but it was like... Still handheld. Both, yes, handheld. It's yeah. like the shape of like the PSP is, only it was much bigger and Not fatter. quite the exact shape. 
Well, yeah, the PSP is a little smaller. Still. No, it's rounder. Yeah, it's rounder. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I never really owned a game before, but I knew I knew I knew they of their of their existence. You've seen them before? Yes. Yeah. I've but also seen it's uh, next level up the Nomad. Oh yeah, I remember that one cool. too. I but never got to play one of them, but it was good. Yeah, I don't really like handheld consoles because they're hard for me to see. Well, you would no, like this whatever. one, dude. It had a big screen. That's cool. I might. I mean, the PSP has got a big screen too, kind of. But well, back I'll, back to the Sonic anyways. game. It's like one of my favorite games that I remember playing was um, Sonic the Hedgehog two, and Sonic Tr Triple Trouble because on that game you could choose either you could be Sonic or Tails. Mm -hmm. And I remember playing that. I was I was really good at playing all of those handheld games for Sega. So. But hold on, I think I'm confused. What does what does Triple Trouble have to do? Okay, if you just Sonic or Tails, where's the Triple, the third? Like is Knuckles? Knuckles, yeah. Oh, okay. Knuckles is in that game if you remember. In the game, it's like just like how it was for Sonic the Hedgehog three storyline. Uh -huh. Knuckles is Sonic and Tails' enemy because he's thinking that they're both trying to steal the Chaos Emeralds from him, since he's the guardian of those emeralds. Okay. So you know, that's how it was for the Sonic Triple Trouble storyline for Sega Game Gear. Now, um, you know, okay, for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, that was my very first game that I first learned how to play Sonic the Hedgehog. I actually played Sonic 1 with my with my sister a long, long time ago in the 90s. And we actually beat that all the way through. In, not, not, in Game not, Gear? No, no, in regular old Sega. But I mean, not, not, no, not in one sitting, obviously, but it took us a while. And with Sega, Sega, you can't even save. I don't know about Game Gear either. Yes, you could. Oh. You can save on Game Gear? Mm hmm. Oh. There were some games you could save on Game Gear. Okay. Yeah, that's but right. I, but yeah, I'm pretty sure with the GameCube even version, obviously, I'm pretty sure you can save too. But, um. But yeah. Yeah. But other than that, you know, I'm glad that Austin gave me this game because it brought back memories of how, since I don't hardly. The only time, the only places where you can find Game Gears like that is either through eBay or Amazon and shit like that, but. You know, for the GameCube with the original classics from the Game Gear itself, it's nice. And I like playing it. So, you know, I like going back to old school every once in a while and playing games like that. And it shows me, it lets me realize how far I've came myself from learning how to play Sonic games and stuff like that since I was a very little girl. So I definitely give this game... If you haven't figured it out, is for GameCube. It's called Sonic Gems Collection. I give it a <laughs> a nine point five out of ten again. So, what about you, Jeremy? Since you came from old school too, I give it a nine point five as well. Yeah. So. I'd have, have to go with just again like the anime a solid nine. I mean, the gaming stuff. I never had a Game Gear, so I can't really. Say that. Well, now you that know, you looked at me playing it on the yeah, big I know. screen, that's how? why. I'm not. I mean, I um, I really don't like the the gaming look, but it's still kind of cool because it's like the old, it's still like the old school. I mean, I'm not gonna give like a like a like a four or like a three, but I'm still gonna give it like a nine because it's still pretty cool. Except for I didn't really care for the way it looks though. Yeah, well, that's how it was back in the 90s for Sega Game Gear. I know. But in the 90s, I just had a Sega, so... Okay. All right. But other than that, this is great, and um, I just, again, loved my game. So it's just like the same way as like the Sonic's, um, 
Mega Collections for Sega Genesis stuff, but mm -hmm. this is like for Game, Steer Game Gear stuff. Yeah. But other than that, I'm glad for my game and again check it out Sonic Gems collection for on GameCube. Mm -hmm. And um, again check out Suki Yomi Moon Phase. Um, other than that, any other last thoughts, gentlemen? Nope. No. Alrighty, until next week, guys. Thanks Ma for tuning in and Matane. Matane. Matane.